Hello, I'm Nation, and welcome back to the Hive Nation podcast. Each week, we bring you experts in leadership, mentorship, and personal and professional development. Each week, we talk with a coach from the Hive Nation to help you connect, engage, grow, evolve. Today, we're going back inside the Hive with Jason Barish and myself, Greg Cooper. We're going to talk a bit about what the sales uh, world is looking like uh, in today's world, some different technologies we can use, and uh, some big announcements for the Hive. So, uh, Jason, how's it going today? It's going really, really great. Thanks. First of all, shout out to Tracy. Homemade chocolate chip cookies uh, to die for. Unbelievable, right? Like, one of the best cookies I've ever eaten. Actually, the best cookie I've ever eaten. Yeah. I hate to devalue my mother's cookies because I'll never get them again, but while well, they are good. I hope she's not listening. I and mean, she's a big fan. She's gonna be, I, I <laughs> guarantee. Mm. So mom, I, I still love you, but these cookies are amazing, Tracy, thank you. Yeah, Hot Nation, you don't know what you're missing. So uh, we'll link Tracy's cookie business in. <laughs> there is one. There is one. <laughs> anyway, let's get down to business. <laughs> so, first question I have for you, Greg, is is it Lieutenant or Lieutenant? I've always said Lieutenant. Okay, good good to hear. I heard this morning on the radio Lieutenant, and it kind of grinds my gears. Yeah, there's no F in that word. I don't know how somebody came up with that. I, I would like to know, so if anybody's listening, I guess uh, that's uh, the pondered question of the day. This is just me thinking, it's, it's got to have something to do with maybe like historically the lieutenant always stood on the left side of the general or something. That's, that was my guess as well. Or the king or whoever. Because it's, you only hear lieutenant when they're talking about like the monarchy. You never hear it in the army. Like they never say lieutenant ill like they. They were returned that this, this conversation was referring to the army. Wow. Huh. Okay. So. Hive Nation, you get a free six months if you can tell us. <laughs> lieutenant or Lieutenant? Yeah, no, uh, I've always said Lieutenant. Diddles. Excellent. That's how it's written. Number two. Why do we have to talk about the weather all the time? Why do people in Saskatchewan have to harp about, and I talk about it all the time, about how, you know, we can't do anything about the weather, and yet, so this morning on the way here, I'm listening to the news, and... They literally took 10 minutes to talk about the weather. First of all, we can't do anything about the weather. The weather's great. Let's, I'm not, like, don't get me wrong. I, 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 the, who doesn't like sunshine? But if it was raining today, then what? What, was I, what am I supposed to do about that? And that's something that grabs my gears. And actually, we're going to rewind three and a half years ago, four maybe. One of the first pieces that Jason, and for those of you who don't know, Jason, is my sales coach and he's my mentor, business partner, faces a lot of things. But that was one of the first pieces he gave me. Stop talking about the weather. And it made my life as a salesperson significantly better and it increased my success rate. Why? Well, because typically a weather conversation isn't a good one. Negative. Especially in the world of agriculture. It's, it's too hot, it's too dry. It's, there's never the Goldilocks weather. It doesn't exist and farmers won't let it. No. Why we have to talk about it, I don't know. And I saw a tweet. I haven't been on egg Twitter in a long time, but I was curious. The first one I seen was from a salesperson saying, what do I do to start a conversation if the weather's good? And I went, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I don't understand why everybody 
we live in this world where we have to start off on the wrong foot. And I get it, Kate, I get it. In, in agriculture, it, that's been bred into us that we talk about the weather and the weather kind of dictates whether we do X, Y, and Z in, in agriculture. I, I totally get it. But if you couldn't do X, Y, Z today because of the weather, then what? Move on with your life. That's a logical answer. It just gets to the point where it's like, okay, like, I get it. It's too hot, too cold, too dry, too wet, too windy, not windy enough, too humid, not humid enough. But, like, I get it. But it's always negative. Mm-hmm. Never. Never so I, just, I, I just, anyway, that, that grind my gears this morning as well. So what's, like, your best way? Like, how do you either start a conversation if you're starting it or if somebody goes, hey, JB, how about that shitty weather? Like, how do you flip it? What's your strategy? So my strategy literally has been, um, yeah, can't do anything about it. So how did it work out last week? What did you do this week? How, what's what's new? You know, what's progressing? What's not progressing? It's okay to jump right into it. We don't need to make that small talk all the time. No. Especially if you're if people are, are pushed for time, especially when you talk to people who are higher up the ladder. The people who are higher up the ladder within a business structure don't care about the weather or how you're doing or they don't care how you're doing either that's the other one how are you doing good good <laughs> right <laughs> that's the standard answer isn't it yeah good. there's like three people i genuinely ask that because i genuinely care exactly <laughs> so for the people who genuinely care i apologize but for the most part when you talk nine out of ten of your conversations in the day when somebody says how are you doing they don't care they just don't know how to start the conversation. Exactly. They're asking because they think it's a conversation starter. Yeah. And they forgot that it was the weather was outside. Yep. Uh, uh, that's what my that's how I've run across people anyway. So anyways, that's that's what I do. I don't I don't I basically just bypass the whole conversation and I just get right into it. So you're telling me it's a two second solution and it's really that easy? It's that easy. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> it's it's literally that easy, and I I get it. I, I totally get it. Listen, I'm not I'm not gonna be so so uh, blatantly stupid to the fact that we talk about the weather here. Yeah. But uh, I choose not to. So be it. Yep. Uh, there's people that want to harp on. Let's not do that. Um. So that brings me into summer season. Okay. Summer season is an absolute fantastic time to get ahead. Why? Because there's people that choose not to. So anybody who's listening to this, anybody who's thought, oh, it's summer season, you know, it, it, it's kind of that, that, you know, the holiday season's upon us and all this stuff, uh, I can just kind of take a break. I think if you think the other way and you think to yourself, maybe I can get ahead instead. Maybe I should, you know, Take a sales course, uh, sales training, uh, sale, get a sales coach. It's probably a great time to do it because there's a lot of people that are, are doing the exact opposite. So you can actually leap ahead of those people, get ahead of your competition maybe, and you know take your, take your career to the next step and choose the summertime to do it. We can always make excuses about why not to do it. It's wintertime. It's summertime. 
Okay, so when is the good time then? Oh, the weather's never good enough, right? Yeah, like there's never that right time for the weather and there's always an excuse. So how can people overcome those excuses or what, what would you say to those people that always seem to have an excuse to not help themselves? It's always a mindset. To me, whenever I talk to somebody about that, they have a hundred excuses not to do it and one to do it. Mm -hmm. You should flip that into a hundred reasons to do it and one not to do it. Yep. And it's all about mindset. From everybody I've ever talked to, it's always about mindset. And so tell yourself today that you want to get ahead. Tell yourself today that you want to learn. Tell yourself today that you want to grow. And be that person that is going to take that leader role and be a leader. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a follower. Be a leader. Take the bull by the horns and advance your career, advance your studies, advance your whatever you're doing. Make yourself better. And, you know, we offer through Buzzy Sales, uh, and I'm very biased, but a, a fantastic sales training uh, course and coaching that anybody who sells anything, whether it be widgets or yachts, could use. Yep. True story. Absolutely. And there's certain th times and, and places to, to use different sales training, and I get that. But when we talk about where we're at right here, relationship selling is, is tops for everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're selling, in, especially in Western Canada, and maybe in Canada, period, there's only a few industries that aren't relationship sellers, right? Every other industry is relationship sellers. Mm -hmm. And the people who tell me, well, I'm not a relationship seller, maybe you should uh, stop and think about that for a second. Maybe if you were a relationship seller, maybe you'd do better. Yep. I, I don't know. Maybe if you didn't pretend that you were somebody else, you'd do better, right? I mean, that's the way I look at it anyway. That's really funny you bring up relationship selling. I mean, it's funny in this the story I'm going to tell here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my friend Haley, she won't mind me telling the story. She's awesome. She is a hairdresser in Airdrie. They've got a great shop. They're always busy and they, they know their client base. So we were chatting on the phone the other day and she goes, Greg, like, give me your best sales pitch. Like, pretend me, you know, she did the whole sell me a pen thing. So I, okay. So Haley, like, tell me about your business. Like, why do you cut hair? So like, what, why do you do that? And like, who are your clients? I just started asking her questions, trying to find out more about her. And she was confused at the start. She goes, what are you doing? You're not selling me a pen. I went, welcome to the conversation. She went, oh. I went, I'm selling me to you. I'm selling a relationship here. I want to find out more about you, my client. See, you probably don't need a pen because there's probably one stuffed in your drawer at the salon. What you really need is maybe a bookkeeping software or a receipt app, something that, I don't know, that's brain ball, mm -hmm. but she went, wow. And I went, Haley, you're a hairdresser. You talk to your clients for three hours. You know everything about them. And that's why they keep coming back. Mm -hmm. They feel comfortable telling you all their stuff, telling you about their crappy day or their best days. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's all the sales advice you need. Mm -hmm. She went, wow, that's amazing. And I went, and if you're having troubles, and this is why she asked me, she had difficulty upselling products or getting conditioner and all this. And I went, well, you not only know all about your stuff, you know their hair better than they do. Hey, Jason, I think if you use this conditioner, it'll make your hair look a lot more full and, and shiny. Oh, good. If, there you go. 
Like, you tell a, a, a female that who's paying three, $400 for a haircut, she's going to buy the $100 shampoo. Right. And Haley went, wow, I never thought of it like that. She was... Because there's so much of this garbage, you know, for... I'm going to be blunt about it, about, oh, you need to know all of your product. You need to know every feature about your widget. It's not... No. You don't need to know anything about your product. You That's why I hate that saying. You can, he can sell ice to an Eskimo. Eskimo doesn't need ice. Eskimo doesn't need ice. Period. It's a dumb old adage. That now, if you said that you could sell a, uh, a, a this may be a bad situ- a bad a bad example as well. But if you could sell a uh, winter coat to an Eskimo, because he probably has one already, a really good one. Maybe he needs a better one. Yep. Maybe there is a better one on the market. There must be. Right. Maybe he needs that one. I'm gonna to try to convince him that there is. Right? Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. That's why you that that he could sell ice to an Eskimo makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Like none. That's like me trying to sell a farmer the weather. So, Hive Nation, if you're tired of just reading the brochure to your clients and they can see that, and that's maybe why you're not closing as many deals, start relationship selling. If you don't know where to start, I'll give you a hint. Call Jason. Call myself or connect with another sales coach on the hive, but we're here to help you and, and we'll get you selling your relationships and creating long lasting clients. Exactly. And that's the key to all of that is, is long lasting clients. Like relationship selling, as soon as you have that relationship built, they just keep coming back because there's a trust factor. Anytime you can put a trust factor into any relationship, obviously, whether it be personal or professional, it just kind of smooths things over, right? You don't have to worry about it anymore. And, you know, the people who, who relationships sell the best, they don't have to worry about their customer going or their, their uh, client going anywhere else because they, they offer something that the competition doesn't offer and that's themselves. They have a one-on-one with their clients right mm. and it's know, it's refreshing <laughs> to be honest yeah yeah and like that's this you know we, we said that there's a lot of that garbage out there but there is a ton of really really strong salespeople out there that know how to relationship sell that have this great base of customers that are well liked because they're not trying to sell every widget and every feature and every function they're trying to Solve uh, solve problems for their clients, and they're trying to find out what their customer actually needs. And here's the thing about that too, though, Greg. Like you know, you still have to pay attention. Oh yeah. So that so let's say that uh, in your in your example, so say Susan comes back in for a haircut three months down the road, or however long they. Hi mom. <laughs> so say Susan comes in, and the hair. The, the stylist remembers the conversation from the last time and says, oh, by the way, how's your son doing? Mm-hmm. You talked about him, you know, running a marathon or something yeah. last time. How did he do? As soon as you do something like that, it proves that you paid attention and that you care. And that resonates with people. Absolutely. And it goes a long way. And... If you can, if you can get anything, any kind of information out of all those people, their birthday, their son's birthday, their their husbands, their what kind of coffee, beer they drink, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
if you can do that and and it, on their birthday or, or whatever surprise them with a, a ten dollar gift card a, you know, whatever it goes a long long way in that relationship yep to 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 really solidify that relationship and it doesn't take much no that's a really good lead and I think to another thing we want to talk about and that's tech before we get into the trending topic of AI, uh, Jason, you just said, you know, collect information about your customers, your clients. Is there a tool that does that for us? I think we do have one. No way. Yeah. Revolutionary. Right? What's it called? It's called The Hive. What? Have you heard of it? Just now. TheHiveProfessionalNetwork.com. That sounds familiar. <laughs> TheHighProfessionalNetwork.com will connect you with, pick an industry, pick a coach, pick a, even if you just want to improve your life, you can do it on, off the high just by finding a, a life coach, uh, maybe just somebody to mentor, mm. mentor you, and just somebody to chat with every now and then, maybe that's all you need. Go ahead and do that. And on the tech side of it, you know, we uh, we were going to save this to the end, but I think I'm going to throw this in here now. We have some exciting stuff coming up uh, for the High Professional Network. And uh, it's really going to take it to the next level. It's really going to help anybody who's on the Hive right now and anybody who's even thinking about jumping on the Hive, which everybody should be who's listening to this, to be honest. Get on the Hive. There's some great stuff coming down the pipe. Um, I'm excited for it. Greg's excited for it. Um, just a, a, a new way of doing it. Mm. Right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Constantly streamlined, uh, better user experience, more attractive looking, just an overall better built hive. Yeah. <clears throat> that's fair to say. That's the best way to put it. And, yeah. That's fair to say. Um, you know, a good analogy to it is to kind of bring back to uh, knowing your clients is there's lots of different CRMs out there. <laughs> and if you've been in sales, you've used a ton of bad ones that you wanted to throw your window out the front door and forget about it. Then there's simple ones that make your life easy. You can track good and go good. And that's what we're trying to do with the Hive. The Hive, we want to make things easier for you. For coaches, you don't want to waste time marketing, hunting for clients. You don't want to have to do that. You just want to coach. Hive will help you do that. For users, we live in this over flooded digital world. It takes too long to find a mentor and the one that you want is never gonna reply to you on Facebook. You can't even DM them on Instagram because they have blockers. The Hive's algorithm will get you connected and get you in the door and get you talking to the person that you need to give you that advice way quicker. Yep. So that's what we're working on. Big things coming, so stay tuned Hive Nation. We can't wait to share it with you. Greg, uh, you mentioned AI a little earlier here, so um, I, I, again, I might be biased, but AI will never replace a good salesperson. No. Um, I actually just read a, uh, uh, an article recently that businesses want 80% contact, 20% Zoom. It's, it used to, it wasn't that long ago, it was the other way around, that Everything we were doing was Zoom. It was 90% Zoom yep. and 10% because of some sort of thing that happened. I can't remember Don't know what you're talking about. But, um, 
So, 8021 would be human contact, sitting across the desk like this. So, don't forget that as a salesperson, to read body language, to um, just to look in somebody's eyes, right, and just to just to stop and hear them out, uh, could be enough to make a difference. And if you know when to shut up, is would be very key as well. But if you can just take in as much information as you can when you sit across, AI can't do that. So let's be let's be honest uh, in the business world and as salespeople and prop yourself up on a mountain and say, you know, I need to sell to you. You can't buy from AI. Um, I'm going to know what is best for you because of our A relationship and B, I've been here through thick and thin and I know what your solutions are and I have that to provide. Mm -hmm. Let's do that instead of Pretending AI is going to take somebody's job over. I get it in some of the tech stuff. It, it, it may make an impact as a salesperson. I Don't believe that at all. No, I totally agree uh, It is a very powerful tool for for certain aspects. Absolutely. But again You still have to coach it if you know, let's use a AI platform that we all know ChatGPT. To get the answer that you're looking for, whether you're looking for marketing content, for a sales strategy, whatever, you can look up anything and it'll somehow get there. But we have to coach it. It'll get us that content, but you have to start with sales strategies. It puts out an essay. 10 sales strategies. Top three. Top three sales strategies for B2B sales. Bing, bing, bing. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. And now you can take that and adapt it to your tested, tried, true process that is on brand for you because there has to be that reality. If you think that you can go onto any of these AI platforms and type in something and then be that, people will see through that. Here's the other thing that, I, that just came to mind now that you say that. AI can't customize it for you. We customize it. Every time you sit down with somebody, it might be a different conversation every time. It has the same, it has the same structure, but the customization within what we do within Buzzy Sales uh, happens on a business to business deal. And so you can go in there and, and be the greatest salesperson on the face of the planet if you're not connecting with the person across the desk from you, it doesn't matter. They're gonna buy from the person that they connect to. And for the most part, I'll say 95% of people buy from people who they like. If not more. If not more. I know very few people that go, man, this product's great, but my salesman is an a-hole. Right. Uh, you don't hear that. You don't, not very often anyway, I mean, there's some people that, that have made a career out of it, but there's, the bottom line here is, is connect with your prospect, with your customer, advance that relationship to the point where they can't go anywhere else. They, you have the solution and you've provided that solution to them in the past and you have that trust and you have that value Keep showing that value by, by just 
extending your relationship. And that may be to the next, maybe there's a succession plan in place of the business you're dealing with. Maybe there's a, maybe there's a new sales manager that you haven't met yet. I don't know, but maybe you should go and do that. Maybe you should go and invite somebody for coffee or, or just stop by and say, Hey, I'm Greg. Uh, you know, how you doing? Yep. Right. That's an important point. And you know, we harp on a lot of things repeatedly, but it's because they are so important. The one that I always talk about is not every single phone call or interaction you make with your clients needs to be because you're making a sale. If you're touching base with your clients on a regular basis, again, it doesn't need to be a small talk, but just to make sure, hey, I'm driving by your yard, uh, but I'm going through the city first. Do you need any parts from John Deere if they're a John Deere guy? Actually, yeah, I need this host. That is not a sale, but you're just increasing that relationship because you remembered that they needed that part uh, two weeks ago. They said they had it on order. Bingo. A birthday, a wife's birthday, anything like that. Any way that you can add value to their lives that isn't them stroking a check to you will make you more successful in sales, in marketing, whatever. You can, uh, you can copy and paste that scenario to any customer-facing position. 100%. Inside or out of sales. Yep. And you will find more success. No doubt about it. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's uh, just find a way to differentiate yourself from the next guy. That's all you have to do. Yep. And for the most part, if you provide value, provide a solution, and be real, you're probably ahead of 95% of your competition who is a pretender. So with that, do you think AI is going to create an opportunity where people that are real, people that do focus on their people uh, and, and having real results versus you know some of these younger generation, they might try to cheat, if you will, with AI? Do you, you know think what, there's gonna be a bridge, a, a gap that gets bigger? Than in that? that case, it has nothing to do with AI. It has everything to do with the person sitting in that seat right there. AI is just the excuse. Absolutely. There we go. I was so when you were gonna answer it like that. <laughs> so if you can't if you can't be real, if you can't be a person, AI is not gonna help you. No. You can study AI all you want. AI is not gonna help you. Just be the person, learn your craft, be real, show that you that you care, show that you're a human. The rest will take care of itself. It's really that simple. It is mind blowing. Yeah, it takes confidence, right? You have to, and some people uh, are always like, "Oh, I can never be a salesperson." Oh, why is that? Well, I'm too shy. Okay, I get, I get being shy. Hundred percent get being shy. Um, what if I put you in a situation where it was just uh, eventually that you just made small talk? Like, how would you, how would you adapt that? Well, you know, small talk. Everybody can do that. Okay, now let's now let's put small talk up on steroids now, and now let's get into an actual process. Can you follow a process? Well, yeah, most people can, right? It's a process. Okay, so let's take that process, and now let's put the process on steroids, and let's actually teach you a bona fide, uh, targeted process. Could you do that? Well, I guess if I did the other ones, I could do the other ones as well, right? And do the targeted one. 
Okay, so you could be a salesperson then. Oh no, but I'm shy. Wait a sec. You just you just told me. <laughs> you just told me that you could do all this stuff. So let's just you know let's take out the the shyness out of it. That's a mindset as well, in my opinion. 100%. And just you know put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And what's the least somebody's gonna say? No. Cool thing about no is it's not for today. It's no just for today, but it's not for tomorrow. Bingo. And you know, that's an interesting, interesting point. And I want, I hope all the listeners really take this in what I'm about to say. Most people go, if you're a salesperson, you're an extrovert. That's very true. There's a lot of salespeople that are extroverts, that are people persons. Yep. And that's why they're successful. But being an introvert does not exclude you from that world. To add on to what JB just said. Some of the best salespeople I know are extremely introverted. Yep. People drain them, but they're successful because typically introverts are more empathetic. Yep. And they listen. And they only talk when it's critically important. They True. only talk when it's critically important. Yep. Shut up and listen. Ask a question, ask a good pointed question. And your customer, the number one thing we all like to talk about is ourselves. They will tell you everything. And if you pause and they finish and you don't say anything, you don't immediately go, oh, wow, that's amazing. You just give them five more seconds, they'll go, oh, and, and they'll keep going because they don't want to fill it. So don't create these excuses in your head. The best advice I could give you if you think I'm an introvert, I can't sell, just try it. The worst thing that can happen is you have to start again. No big deal. Just try it. I had a, uh, a coach that told me once that silence is the greatest seller ever. People hate silence. They will fill it. They will fill the silence. And they'll fill it with just whether they talk about what you want to hear, but they'll fill it with whatever comes to mind. And you can take that and run with it for the most part. Uh, and he's 100% right. Mm-hmm. If you just sit there and you're just like, is that right? And you just wait. And then, this one day at band camp, no, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, it just, it, it's one of those things that silence, uh, what, what's, there's some, there's a saying around silence. Silence is the, is the ultimate killer or something like that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, that's, that's what he told me and he was 100% right. And if you just if you just wait it out, you they'll definitely tell you. You know that's that's fun that you said that about the introvert extrovert because um, we have a, a style that we that we teach that tells you the how how people differentiate within their own personalities. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that want knowledge; they want a whole bunch of information. And there's other people that just want to know that this is a shiny silver pen. I want it. Exactly. <laughs> right? So it's knowing your customer and it's knowing their buying type or personality and and not wasting your time with a whole bunch of extra stuff mm-hmm. if you're if you're pitching to the wrong to the wrong personality. So it, it's it's quite an art to be honest and it's the, the the way that we have it, you know, structured in my opinion it's pretty much foolproof. Yep. We've, we've had a, a client that, that didn't have any clue about it, and we taught him this spring. 
and he uses it every day now. Yeah, he's gotten to the point where he goes, I can't have a conversation without going, that guy's this, that guy's this. And he goes, and it's helped him so much and he's created great success with it. Because it is, it's simple. You don't need, sales strategies, any strategy, does not need to be so complex that you need a PhD to figure it out. He so told us in that first meeting that he goes, he says, you know, I, I got customer ABC, but I, he, he hasn't bought anything and he's this way. And so then we got it out of him that he, the, the guy was, wanted to know that it was a shiny pen. That's all he wanted to know. But this client of ours was giving him every information out of the internet that he could find on the product. And the guy didn't care. And he was overwhelmed by it and doesn't need to know, doesn't want to know, will not make the time to read it. And so when we, when we, when we taught the guy how, how to determine who's who in the zoo, he instantly changed it. And he told us just last week that his sales improved overnight. Yeah. Oh, he killed it this spring. Yeah. He killed it. And, and he went from emailing those guys to just send them a text. Sometimes I'm like, just text them a picture of your tractor. That's all they care about. <laughs> exactly. And he goes, no way. So just try it. And he goes, holy shit. You are kidding. <laughs> there, there is people out there that they, they don't want to read a, a, a PDF that has a manual in it. I will. I will not either. I didn't when I was selling my own product. I didn't know <laughs> half of the stuff about it. I knew the points. That was it. You want to know more? I'll... I'll, I'll find it for I'll you. I'll find it for you, but I'm not gonna know it. I don't have time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. It's it's just one of those things. And so to hear a, a success story like that, it you know, was awesome. Yeah, it was great, right? And you know, you could whoever's listening to this, you could do it as well. I trust me, you can do it. I do it with whether it be in a, a a business meeting or just meeting somebody that I have never met before randomly. I do it. In the first three seconds that I meet somebody and I put them into the quadrant somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it, it's done me well for the most part because you can pretty much get it bang on. Like, you can nail it. Oh, yeah. It's, I say this about everything I've, I've gained from my great mentor here. But it's one of the greatest things he said. They're all great. I don't think there's a scale if I were to rank them. But the personality types is, is a powerful tool. If you can know who you're talking to... Uh, it's like you got to know your target audience. Yep. Amazing. I'm not saying that there's been times when I've been wrong, where I overshot it and like, ooh, I got that one wrong. Yep. But at the same time, there's some that are like literally three seconds in the conversation and nailed it. Yep. So that, that brings up something in my head about the hive. <clears throat> the other, uh, the really cool thing about the hive is, you know, we mentioned, and if you've looked at it at all, our algorithm will match you to a coach or vice versa if you're a coach will match you to a client. Based on, my name's Jason, I have 20 years experience in sales, I'm looking for a marketing coach. Okay, but we're not just forcing you into a relationship. That's also not how this works. You will then get one, four, maybe 10, depending on the hive. Here's your options. You can quickly look at their profiles, and pick. Now you get to decide. You can book a meeting with all 10 of them if you wanted to. Yep. If you really, if you're that person that wants to cover their basis, no problem. That's right. But if you go, I like the looks of this coach, ABC, John, he seems like a good guy. Hey, John, I connect with you on the hive. Go on your way. It's a fit. Perfect. If not, 99.99% of coaches will go, 
Matt, I really like where your head's at, but I'm not the coach to you. Either go back on, or they're just going to give you a straight up referral to, you should connect with XYZ. Marilyn, she's an absolute coach you're looking for. Yep. Go back into your hive and connect with her. So it's not just about getting you connected as fast as you can. No, it's about getting you connected with the right people and the right personality types. Because some people need uh, analytics and some people need quick, fast, easy, whatever. Yep. Whoever you are, whatever you're looking for, whatever your goals are, there is a coach for you and we will help you find it. Yep, agreed. That's a really good way of putting it. We'll connect you with the right person. Not a person, the right person for you and your personality and your personality type and you know how you like to make conversation. You know, some people are different. Obviously, they, you don't get along with everybody, but you don't have to. Yeah, I, I like that. That's, that's really the way of putting that. Yeah, well, yeah. coach doesn't need to be your best friend, but no, no. they need to see, you know, somewhat eye to eye with you. Yeah. Because then the coach won't always tell you what you want to hear, but yeah. they'll tell you what you need to hear. That's right. And if they can connect with you, they will be frank with you sometimes. That's right. You go, hey, you should not have done that or stop. Whatever, right. Yeah. You need to stop doing X because it's hurting your sales. Or, hey, if you keep marketing in that way, you're going to totally wash out this audience. That's right. Whereas if somebody's just trying to people please, they're not going to tell you that. And that's not a good coach for you. That's, that's right. not a good friend. That's no. not a good person. I would stop talking to that person all again. That's right. No, no, yeah. no. Hit, hit nail on the head. Um, what else? Uh, what else we got today, Greg? What do you got? Um, you know, not a ton, but uh, I, I asked you this, I think, maybe on both of the inside the highs. But, uh, you know, we talked about relationship selling and you've told some stories in the past. But uh, on relationship selling, like, let's maybe go on the other end. What's a time where you didn't relationship sell in your career and like it completely made the sale crumble? You were too focused on the widget, too focused on just trying to trying to close the deal. Or was there ever one? You know, I'm sure there was, Greg, but I'd have to think about that for a second. Uh, Doing it the Ted Lasso way, Goldfish doesn't remember <laughs> well, you know, that's part of it of being in sales is having a short memory. Can't dwell on a win or a loss. No, that's 100%. And you, you said it on your Monday motivation. Uh, hmm. What about a good one? Those ones are always better. Well, the relationship ones are always good. As soon as you have that relationship built, uh, it's hard to screw up, I'll be honest. Mm. Because... They understand that, right, that you're not perfect and you might have, you know, had misinformation or done something wrong, but at the same time, you did your best to make it right, right? And that's the key to, you know, maintaining that relationship. Not every relationship is perfect, whether it be business or personal, right? So if you are, you're lying to yourself. You are, 100% you are. And whoever the other person in that relationship 100% you are. That's, that's right. No, you're right. <laughs> All right? And there, I mean, I get it. There's people... And even, so my, my grandparents, for example, were married for uh, 75 years. Wow. You don't tell me that they didn't have a fight every now and then? Probably every day, but yeah. Exactly, <laughs> right? But it was just bickering, right? It was right, but I mean, it, it's, it, was, it was one of those things that they had such a solid relationship built over yeah. 75 years that you have to bicker, yeah. right? You, you, you can always poke holes in somebody, let's face it. Like, Greg, your mustache looks awful today. 
Very likely. <laughs> I'm just busting up. You're not even? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> it does not. Greg's uh, mustache is the topic of conversation. Um, um, okay, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of Rob, we are going to have a gem of a guest next week. Oh, Rob's coming on? Rob's going to be here next week talking Excellent. about trust. Oh, man. This is going to be a good one. Talking about trust. And it is going to be a good one. He's, he's uh, an interesting cat. He's a friend of ours, friend of Buzzy, friend of the Hive. And uh, he uh, basically just goes and sticks his neck out and, and takes risks. And uh, all hell be damned. But sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. I was telling Greg this yesterday in, on that same topic. Kevin... Kevin O'Leary um, had a great quote yesterday on uh, LinkedIn, and he said, um, he said, if I would have started my first business and it failed, I would have started my second one. If I would have started my second business and it failed, I would have started my third one. If I would have started my third business and it failed, I would have started my fourth one until I got it right. And because I'm not going to be sitting in a desk or answering to somebody who I don't respect and don't want to be around. It was, it's a, it's a great motivation for people who are in business to do right by A, your clientele and B, if the clientele that you have now isn't necessarily, you know, paying your bills or getting to where you need to be, expand that out, find somebody new, Put the net out further. Whatever you have to do, but that I really liked what, that, how he how he said it because it was uh, it was very very you know to any business owner who has started a business uh, it would resonate with some especially if you did fail on your first one yeah especially if you did fail on your second one to those people who started off their first one and it was just a banger good for you congratulations not everybody's like that and there's a lot of people that start and fail and start and fail. Until you get it right. And, you know, being resilient in today's day and age is very key to, no matter, I don't care what you're doing, whether it be sports, business, uh, lemonade stand, I don't know. Whatever you're doing, make sure that it's the best of your ability. If, that, if your best of your ability isn't good enough, reach out to somebody else to help, to get uh, a Maybe a, a hand or a, a advice. That's where mentors come in. Yep. And yeah, I, it was it was a great quote. And it, it just to relate to what you were saying, it was just it's very very much, you know. Yeah, no. When when you told me that yesterday, yeah, it resonated very very deeply, and I think it does with a lot of people. But uh, I think it does as well for sure. But yeah, next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Next week. Hot Nation, like Rob. I'm unbelievably like when we talk about trust, that's gonna be the topic. Rob is one of those guys where if he sends a referral, read this book to the point you don't need to you don't need to think about it. You just do it. You know it's going to be quality. Yep. He said read the read the Alchemist, Greg, and I said done. Read it. I texted him immediately after I finished and said Rob, wow, you weren't kidding. Yep. This made me think about so many things in business and life. Thank you. Gave us this great referral not too long ago. Really good. And that, that's uh, moving, moving along well. Uh, because that's the kind of guy that Rob is. And that, and his big thing is 
always surround yourself with like-minded people that understand your vision, that have visions themselves, that have big aspirations themselves, and do take risks, and do extraordinary things, because if you surround yourself with extraordinary, that becomes your new ordinary, so it's going to be a banger of a podcast. It is, and he's just a beauty of a guy, like, I mean, yeah. just a straight up, genuine human being, and uh, yeah, I'm proud to, to call him my friend as well, so uh, stay tuned for that, Animation, uh, that'll be next Wednesday. Um, and yeah, like you said, the topic is going to be around trust and trusting your network, trusting your business partners, trusting your family, trusting your everything. It, it, it'll be really, really great. Um, so how's the weather? Hi, nation. <laughs> <laughs> We're out.